Hi, this is Shauna, the CEO and founder of Fuel Talent. In January 2019, we launched the What Fuels You podcast, and since that time, I have had the honor of featuring and highlighting leaders and their incredible stories. Though I'm eager to continue sharing these stories with you, I want to make space for different and relevant content for this unique and challenging time. While we all navigate the COVID-19 pandemic together, on this podcast and the upcoming ones, I'll be having more focused conversations with leaders to help answer questions, get key insights, and share stories of inspiration around how they and their teams are adapting during this new reality. I hope you enjoy these episodes of the What Fuels You podcast. Today's guest on the What Fuels You podcast is Chad Robbins, CEO and co-founder of Adaptive Biotechnologies. Adaptive is currently partnering with industry leaders to respond to the global health pandemic and help accelerate progress against the disease. They are working with Microsoft to decode the immune system's response to COVID-19 and potentially develop a more sensitive diagnostic that can detect disease earlier or indicate previous infections and working with Amgen to leverage their platform's drug discovery capabilities to develop potential antibody therapies for COVID-19. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for being on the podcast again. That was one of my favorites by far. And we kind of are pivoting to focus on companies right now that are um, doing incredible work around COVID-19 and yours is up there. I've been really excited to do this podcast. So pumped. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Do you like my hat? I love it. I know. I was going to wear my great. sweatshirt, but I couldn't show it. I'm wearing my, this is my like, remember love t-shirt. We got it all. We got adaptive. We got love. We got chatty. Okay. So Chad, we're Perfect. getting right, we're getting right into it because um, I've been following closely all the work that you're doing. I know you've been working your tail off right now. Um, you know, COVID-19 has obviously completely changed our world. And uh, David and I were in New York for 9-11, and that felt like kind of one of those milestone moments. And um, I think that we're going to continue to see the effects of this pandemic for, for a little while here. I think we're in the first inning, maybe. I don't know. I'd love to know your opinion. Um, what do you think the biggest change will be? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think this is going away anytime soon. I think hopefully it'll move from kind of pandemic to en endemic and it'll kind of unfortunately be part of, um, you know, what we have to live with. Um, but I think there's a lot of kind of benefits to it in terms of the way we work. Um, for example, you know, uh, we've got, I think we've all gotten a lot better with technologies and, and working remotely and also kind of really thinking about, um, you know, when it is we actually have to travel. I, I, I know I'll think about that a lot more. I don't think I'll be doing um, yeah, I, I think when I travel, I'll try to stack up a bunch of meetings at a time. I think the flying cross country for, for the single meeting, um, you know, that, that, those, those days, I, I, I think, I think maybe, maybe over, at least over for a while. Um, uh, there's also the kind of ways that we're rethinking about, you know, how, how we do, you know, business. Um, and, and for example, in the, in the medical field, there's a whole, um, importance of telehealth. Um, this, this, this ability for, for, for our, one of our tests to do kind of blood-based testing and, and kind of mobile phlebotomy and how we do trials. There's just a whole kind of host of, of areas that I think, you know, can actually be, be improved and, and have forced us to, to think about things in, 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 in a new way. Yeah. And so specifically, how has COVID changed like your world? I mean, what feels different for you? 
Um, well, so, so first of all, I have been uh, working remotely and, and I, it's really, really hard for me um, um, because, you know, it, it, we have a laboratory and we have people that are, go in every day and I, I hate not being there with them and I feel actually bad about it. But um, the, our executive leadership team and our COVID-19 response team, uh, we're trying to maintain kind of uptime in the lab at, 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 at really at, at, a, at all costs within a safe environment. And what that means is not having any external, uh, you know, potential, uh, um, you know, ways that can get people sick if, if, if it's not kind of truly necessary. So that's, that means that even the executive team um, has been uh, staying home. That being said, uh, my, team, my team set up the iChad uh, robot. Uh, oh, what is that? Well. iChad now, robot. It's, it, it's, uh, and, and we're just putting it into place this, this week, just got it going where uh, we have a robot with an iPad on, on, on its head and I can control it from my phone and go in and go around and kind of talk to, talk to everyone and, and talk to the teams, uh, which is really cool. This was like the one concession that, not one concession, but this is like, they said, okay, well, maybe there's a way that you can kind of feel more connected. Um, we're doing a lot, also a, a lot more, we, we call them immunospeak. You know, our, one of our products is immunospeak is in sequence, but so our town halls are called immunospeak. So we're doing, um, you know, all, all staff meetings, um, a lot more frequent communications where, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have a weekly communication um, in addition to kind of a, a full online presence, but, uh, you know, a, a weekly email um, as does the, the head of my commercial team, the head of medical, uh, just a lot more frequent um uh, communications and, and touch-ins, uh, touch points um, to, to to the various members of the team. Uh, it's given me a great opportunity too to, you know, really evaluate talent throughout the organization. Um, if I think about it, because you know, a, a lot of the time, if you're kind of in your day-to-day, -day, you're 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 meeting with the executive team, maybe going one level down. But I've gotten the I've gotten the really opportunity to work with. Uh, members up and down the organization and just see some amazing people like that. I, I probably had this kind of pandemic in COVID-19 never hit. I, I would not have gotten to work as closely with, um, with certain people. And I can, I mean, I'm super impressed with yeah. the level of talent that we have. It's yeah. Super cool. So a lot of people, you know, obviously looking at Instagram and all these different um, social media outlets, you're seeing how people are kind of how they're doing this whole uh, quarantine thing. Do you have a rhythm to your day? Like you're getting up, are you working crazy hours? And um, the other thing I was going to ask you, a lot of people are like, you must be going crazy, Shauna, you're such an extrovert and you're so busy all the time. And I'm actually like, strangely, like kind of loving it. I mean, I'm not, it's like a luxury mm -hmm. to be able to yeah. say that, but I'm, I'm loving the, not the quarantine part, but loving the slowing down, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably not experiencing yeah. any slowing down because of work, but what about just life, like time yeah. with the kids? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I'll, I'll just start and just say, yeah, very, I, I feel fortunate that I'm so busy with work and I feel fortunate that we have a platform that we can be truly part of the solution. So to, to be able to be in a position where you're working every day to actually you know, help solve a global issue is, uh, you know, one, incredibly rewarding, but two, it keeps, I mean, we're busy. We're, we're, you know, this is no, this is not a slowdown for adaptive. No, I mean, we're, no. we're busier than we've been. It, it sounds like it's the opposite thing. because all of your businesses yeah, are still it's running. It's the opposite because you've had to add, you're adding on COVID. It's not like you're ignoring all right. the other things you were already doing and completely pivoting. You're just 
leaning right. into this COVID and kind of all hands on deck, it sounds like. Yeah, that's true. But the, you know, that we'll, we can get more into more into it. But these are just they're natural extensions. It's what our platform's set up to do. We're just kind of pointing it in the direction of this, you know, highly infectious, uh, you know, d d disease. Um, yeah. But in terms of the personal, I mean, well, you know, one thing um, I, they haven't yet. But you know, everyone has to be aware that you know you're 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 in your home and and yeah. you're you and and you're not the only one whose home it is. So like, yeah. You know, if your kids or your your wife or, or spouse, whatever, is you know, pops up in the background, or I hope that your case, wife pops like, up my... in the background. I miss her face. <laughs> yeah, we're, and we're well, all like we'll business we'll on top. I'm actually like half of these things. I'm like business on top, and then like my pajama bottoms on the bottom. And today for you, I'm wearing <laughs> jeans, but the jeans are more because I can't stop baking, and I don't think I'm fitting in my jeans. I just wanted to make sure I could still fit into them. <laughs> Let's just say, I'll just say I look a lot better on top than I do on the bottom right now as well. So I'm guessing that's the best part of it. I think it's going to be a huge adjustment that we all realize we can, we can get so much done. It sounds like you've been beyond productive. Um, I've talked to some members of your team and um, I'm so excited about what you guys are doing. I mean, just thinking about what you've done in less than a month, what I'm getting on the investor reports and, and following, um, you know, the two major partnership announcements uh, helping do all the work against COVID-19. Um, I'd be super curious to learn more about the partnerships from, from your mouth. I want to hear about it. Like Amgen and the Microsoft and just all the work you're doing. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's actually start with uh, uh, the diagnostic front and uh, our partnership with Microsoft. Um, you know, we, and I'll, I'll step back before I jump specifically into, into, into Microsoft um, is, you know, over the course of the last decade uh, we've built, an immune medicine platform that is able to look at the immune response to disease. Um, and so we partnered with Microsoft, you know, a couple of years ago um, with the, with, with the understanding that we're trying to look at the immune response to many, many different diseases. Um, and that's because your immune system, it both detects uh, and treats almost all the diseases in the same way. So if we can learn how to decode, Kind of what your immune system is naturally seeing, how it's de detecting and diagnosing disease, then we can diagnose disease um, from from learning that information. And so now what we're doing is we're just kind of extending that partnership to look at the immune response um, to COVID-19. Um, you know, the virus SARS-CoV-2. Um, we it, there's some gaps right now. Um, you, you know, one of the things that's going to allow us to get back. To, uh, to 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 work um, the economy to reopen back to what whatever normal life is or, you know whether it's staged which I, I believe it'll be kind of be a, a staged kind of reentry um, is before it, it, we're gonna it's gonna require better diagnostics tracking and tracing before we get to a therapy or vaccine there's a timeline and rollout um, to these different things and um, there's issues with the current diagnostics that we're trying to kind of fill in the gaps. Um, so there's really two types of diagnostics out there right now. One is, is looking at the virus itself, a PCR-based test, the one you've probably heard most about so far, which is kind of when they're doing a, a, a nasal swab or an oral swab and looking mm -hmm. at for the presence of the virus. I and have one. I haven't one talked is, to you. I had it. I went, drove yeah, up to a thing yeah. and they like stuck a thing in my nose and the guy was like covered up because my doctor wouldn't see me my asthma doctor wouldn't see me without a COVID test. Um, this was early, early, early on, and it was really hard to get it. 
like super hard to get it, but I got it. And I'm it, surprised I mean, you were able to get it. Yeah. I was, I, well, I needed to get it. So anyway, so I was negative, thank goodness. But anyway, sorry, why yeah. digress? Yeah. So that's the well, first one. So and then that's what's, one. Yeah, yeah that, that's one type of testing. Um, and, and, and there's some, 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 some gaps in that test. And then the other one is actually looking at the immune system. Um, you're, this, the antibody tests, which are done, uh, or testing for antibodies using a serology test. Um, and that is looking at the kind of uh, humoral immune response. But the issue is, is not everybody develops um, an antibody response, even if you've had the disease. First of all, if you're a carrier uh, or, if, um, or if you have potentially light symptoms, uh, you, you, you might not have developed an antibody response. So um, that's a real challenge because this whole concept of coming up with an immune passport to get people back to health to say, okay, you've had the disease and now you're immune. Um, so what we're doing is developing a, a, the, other, um, the other part of the immune system, the, the cells that detect disease are your T cells and your, the, the receptor, your T cell receptor um, is, is kind of the, the part of the T cell that is, it, it basically detects disease. And, and we believe that everyone has a T cell receptor response and that it comes up very early. Um, so there's a couple of real advantages. One is you'll be able to pick up kind of asymptomatic patients. You'll be able to potentially stratify patients into response. Um, we're looking for a signature that says, okay, you, you know, you, you may have kind of cold and flu-like symptoms versus, uh, you know, a set of patients that need to be triaged, you know, for hospitalization. Um, and, and then finally, you know, this whole concept that not everyone, be, that we can potentially provide a, a true passport to, uh, a, a, you know, um, immune health because everyone had a, had the response. And then the final concept is your antibody response might last for years, but your T cell response goes down. So if we can tell you who's truly done and cleared the virus, um, that's that's another that's another potential benefit. So anyway, we were opening a trial actually uh, as a uh, you know this this friday uh it's called immune race um and we have our own um trial set up and and we're collecting a you know a thousand patient samples for those who are either um uh have active there's, there's the three arms of the trial and we're just looking uh we're looking at those three different arms of the trials to be able to de determine this information um right. and, uh, and develop a better diagnostic but i do want to say this is important we're we're de we're we're, we're also um, not just, uh, you know, there's been a lot of good things that have come you know, from the industry and we're actually opening up this data to the global population so that not just to so that we can develop our tests, but if others can do either develop tests, therapies or vaccines based on the information that we provide, we're kind of providing this open data access. Mm -hmm. you, know, uh, you know, we and Microsoft thought that was incredibly important. Uh, oh, it's huge. It sounds like there's a lot of that kind of partnering and um, leveling out happening in your industry. Um, but I also going back to Microsoft, is it is the partnership with Microsoft? This is where I like need you to dumb it down for me and, and so that I understand it better. Is the partnership with Microsoft um, helpful right now because of the large data sets that you can look at? Like, where does Microsoft specifically come into play on this? Yeah, so what they do is provide the machine learning. So we, we have mm. chemistry that can physically link these immune receptors. Think of these immune receptors as like scanners mm -hmm. that are kind of scanning the barcode of a disease. And so COVID-19 uh, COVID has its own kind of set of barcodes, and we can kind of start linking up the scanners. But what they're able to do is using 
a set of algorithms and machine learning models to really kind of fill out the fill out those matches and that puzzle so that if you had a uh, an immune receptor a t cell receptor that looked exact looked uh, had the same properties as as mine we would know you know with certainty and confidence that it that it that it was specific for covid-19 and so that's essentially what 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 they're doing so so you would get a get a get a you know the idea is you would get a test and that would ping the cloud and then we'd be able to tell you a result so they do yeah. two things the machine learning and out of the cloud computing. The, the partnership the adaptive and microsoft partnership and specifically where you stand right now seems almost like your company was designed for this like it, it really seems like if you if you yeah. can just kind of go in there and get laser focused and find that one um cell am i understanding this right like that you could um you could I mean, we could learn so much. It seems incredible, but it also feels like it's a little bit of a race to the finish line. Like, how are you guys um, differentiating yourselves as far as your approach, your testing? I don't have a I don't have a purview and, right. and clarity around what else is out there specifically. Right. It's not my industry. So, how are you guys different? Mm -hmm. Sure. So, one, I think it's it's a very good point that we were built to do this. I mean, the immune medicine platform is built to diagnose disease. Um, so that's very true, and just pointing it at this disease. And, and matter of fact, the first success that we had in, in developing a, sig uh, a, a signal was in another infectious disease, Lyme disease, that we're um, taking forward and running a trial on, um, you know, uh, later this summer. Um, but in terms of differentiation, there's there's many companies that are developing serology tests to look at the presence of antibodies. The difference is you kind of have to pick. Uh, the parts of a virus in, in technical terms, you're like picking the epitopes of a virus. So you can have a test um, that's actually 100% sensitive, meaning the test can find what it's looking for, but it might not be looking for the right thing or mm. that many of these tests are all looking for different things. So there's this whole issue in the industry right now about kind of standardization of tests because all, all the, first of all, it's pretty much on the states and, 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 and um, you know, the, the, all these tests are being done in, in different labs and, and looking at different things. Um, that's not even going to the earlier point that even if you, you might not even be able to pick up, you might not, the patient might not have developed an antibody response to begin with. So for us, the differentiation is we're, we're the, I believe the only ones who are developing this kind of cellular TCR based kind of testing methodology. Um, so one, it'll be standardized and two, we think there'll be, significant um, uh, you know, biological advantages, uh, not just technical advantages of kind of being standardized, but actually be able to pick, pick things up. Don't get me wrong, I, there are certain complications. Um, uh, not, you know, we believe none of them are insurmountable, um, but they're, they're challenges, meaning this isn't gonna be a point of care test. You know, you'll, it'll, you'll, need, you'll need to have a blood draw and not just mm -hmm. a pinprick, this will be phlebotomy. And the other and question it, and is, well, how will they do that? How will they do the phlebotomy? Yeah, so you know, we right now we've got a, a great partner in running the trial in LabCorp, uh, mm -hmm. and, and you know they're they're doing mobile phlebotomy, and they also have clinic. Um, but there are, are you know many 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 co um, you know providers that can do either mobile phlebotomy and or clinics that people go into to draw bloods. So, but that is that is one challenge. The other challenge is it might be we, we don't know yet whether it's going to be. Um, um, there's going to be a set of TCRs that can lend itself to a, 
a, a, a an easier type of testing, um, a more standardized type of testing or, uh, called the qPCR testing, or whether it's going to be sequencing based. Uh, and if it's sequencing based, um, then uh, you you're going to need you know quick quicker turnaround times. Um, so so I, again, I I, I think. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see kind of the relations, uh, the relationship between the, the types of tests and what what should be used when and for what set of patients. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where that's what we're working on. But really, the data is going to drive the day on that. Um, yeah. You know, if you if you you know, it depends on what the data says. Uh, you know, and and then you know when we're working with we're working with you know in, in great discussions with the governments uh, mm -hmm. with with various government entities um, to provide. Uh, resources to be able to help these efforts. Yeah. And so one of the things that I um, admire in you as a leader and as a CEO is um, your, your deep commitment to your team and to your culture. But I also love watching you just in person kind of um, build relationships. And I'm imagining that those relationships for you have served you as far as being able to pick up the phone, whether it be government relationships or other um, business leaders in your field. And so I'm curious how, um, how specifically um, that has served you in this time, like building this relationship with Amgen, for example. Um, you know, is that linked with this or that yeah. was before this? And how has that, yeah, no, um, I, how has that served well, you, that actually, relationship? Yeah, so it's a, it's it's a really good point. I mean, and 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 also one of the reasons that I I don't think you know for for people like me and and you, I, I don't think we're ever gonna be able to you know get away you and we because we like it too. But the, the face to face and building relationships in person are you know are key, um, and can you can never totally substitute those for an online, even, even a video, yeah. um, you know, well, the good news, the good news for um, you right now is I can't grab you because I know how much you love when I grab uh, your face, <laughs> just teasing you, but yeah, no, I'm curious, um, this Amgen relationship, like, um, I love seeing that uh, news. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, truth be told. So we, we actually started talking to, uh, Amgen, uh, and I developed a relationship with the CEO of Amgen, Bob Bradway, um, five years ago during the Ebola a crisis mm. it didn't become a pandemic and we were looking at the same strategy on e ebola and then it kind of ebola kind of you know didn't it w w we sort of went away and we didn't need to put it into place um but we were able and and then in the interim we we had we've had uh you know a dialogue and bob um visited adaptive um you know came you know came up in person and we spent some time uh we spent some time at some 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 other you know conferences and it was certainly, um, you know, I, truth be told, you know, over over a couple weekends, um, you know, I was able to, we, Bob and I were able to jump on the phone and solve some um, and kind of work through very quickly. As a matter of fact, one of the things we did, and, and which is a testament to, to to Bob and Amgen, to really to the industry, because it's not just us, I, I, I want to be clear, but we, we actually decided to, you know, hammer things out in a term sheet, but not to, to get the deal moving, announce it and start yeah, work exactly. before we had a contract in place. Exactly. Like we, we actually didn't, you know, we're still working through. Well, that we know, speaks we to him. It's that, you know, that speaks to you also though, Chad, that this is the relationship theme that I think is, um, is something that I most admire in you, your ability to build relationships and trust and be a person of your word. I would imagine that most people would be willing to do that type of deal. But in this time specifically, it's like, yeah, let's put all that aside. We need to like go save lives. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, 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 and you know, and, and, and you know, fortunately, I was, 
uh, I was on a webinar yesterday, um, you know, uh, that uh, Mark McClellan and Scott Gottlieb, Mark, Mark was a moderator, Scott Gottlieb was a first speaker, um, who obviously was our last FDA commissioner, uh, and then Francis Collins, Dr. Francis Collins, uh, was head of the NIH, um, spoke, and then I was in a position to be on a panel talking about therapeutic approaches with um, uh, George Ancopoulos um, from wow. Regeneron and, 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 and um, George Skangos, who's CEO of Vera, but used to be CEO of Biogen. Just, uh, and I said it yesterday, these are legendary kind of drug developers. Um, and, uh, you know, having uh, every week a, a group of policymakers um, that's, uh, it's a combination of Alexandria and the Duke Margolis Policy Institute. There's about 20 people that get on the phone um, that are looking at um, COVID at the, at the highest level from both the diagnostic and, and the therapeutic uh, angles. Um, and and I feel fortunate to be on, on, on part of that and develop relationships with um, many of these really kind of thought leaders, mm-hmm. uh, both in the, on the policy and the industry, both from a diagnostic and therapeutic front. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, it's been great. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, I mean, I don't know what the saying is. It's like one plus one equals, I guess, maybe three, 10, whatever it equals. Um, like we can, we can be so much stronger together if we're working together towards a common goal. Um, and, and you're seeing that. I'm, I'm curious to know um, a little bit more like about the therapy that, um, that you're developing with Amgen and how that approach is different. Yeah, um, so what we're doing is we're looking at a neutralizing antibody therapeutic approach. Um, So when you do, when a patient does develop uh, an antibody response, there's a lot of different antibodies uh, that are are, um, present. Um, Only some of them, um, kind of the the special ones, actually go in and neutralize the virus. And so what we're doing, we've got the ability to work at scale and to broadly screen uh, the patients of either those who are actively fighting or recently recovered um, from COVID-19, uh, and they have uh, they have these antibodies in them. And we're looking for we've we've been talking about this, but like this analogy, we're looking kind of for that Michael Jordan of of antibodies. And what we can then do, so we we can do kind of essentially scout the entire nation's you know high school basketball players looking for the best one. Uh, and, and one is the ability to look at all of them at the same time. And the second one is then kind of putting talent about talent evaluation in place where you're, um, you know, essentially, uh, um, Hey Burke, can we? <laughs> oh, Burke, I want to see Burke. That's what yeah. I was saying. I said have, her, gonna, have her say hi. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. I, I'm cra- The Michael Jordan, by the way, the, Mi- the Michael Jordan, um, uh, little, uh, hi Burke. <laughs> The Michael Jordan um, video was just on. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but I was not allowed to interrupt Max during his watching of it. It was like a Michael. No, so your 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 analogy of the Michael Jordan is perfect timing because uh, <laughs> exactly. a whole, life, well, a whole my, series you know, on Michael Jordan. I know you're a big fan, and you're Chicago. I, I Chicago, get it. I know I'll, the Chi Town link. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, exactly. So so so, so yeah. anyway, so you were going back to it, right? So we can we we can then in terms of talent evaluation, so we can screen all these antibodies and then we can do a a variety of different techniques and tests to find which one is is really good. And then then you have to figure out which one truly neutralizes the live virus. Um, We don't have those capabilities. Um, That would be done in what's a BSL-3 lab, you know, when you see those people in the the CDC and those masks, whatever. Um, 
uh, full suits uh, to be able to go do live neutralization assays. And then, um, and that, that's kind of the handoff to Amgen. Uh, we'll get those assays done. And then they'll take those candidate kind of neutralizing antibodies. And then they'll essentially, they're really good at kind of engineering and manufacturing uh, and then commercializing, uh, you know, antibody therapeutics. Now, whether it's one antibody, which is called a monoclonal antibody, or whether it's a cocktail of antibodies is um, kind of yet to be determined. We're going to let the science uh, speak for itself. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, that, that's a different, we don't have to pre-identify. Like what a lot of companies are doing is they're looking at these biological insights uh, about this particular virus and they're using comparative genomics to look at, you know, what's called the conserved region or like what, what, what is the same between the, the, the genetics that are the same between um, the last, like a related virus like SARS-CoV-1 and SARS-CoV-2. And then they're like picking, uh, you know, and pre presupposing um, and, and pre-identifying uh, the target and finding an antibody against that target. Whereas what well, we can let the, because of our technology and scale, we can actually let the immune system um, do that work for us. So we can okay. actually look at many different targets and see like what our immune system, you know, is at, you're kind of truly uh, reacting to and binding to. Um, so it's just a little bit different approach and we can work at that scale. So that's super cool. And so I'm assuming that, um, you know, there's partnerships and um, new alliances and new new innovations coming daily. Is this like an hour by hour, day by day, week by week thing in your industry? Like, I can't keep up with all that. I know that's your job to do it. But how are you seeing your industry specifically right now kind of come together? You mentioned some of the um, the talks and the panels that you've been on, and um, you've always done that kind of thing. But is there something that feels a little different right now as far as the coming together part? Yeah. Yeah, well, first of all, I think uh, I think there's going to be different therapeutic approaches, different uh, vaccines, different diagnostics that are going to roll out at different times. So it's not going to be just kind of one one thing that's going to be kind of some panacea, uh, you know, for for this virus. I, I, and because I think certain therapies might work on a certain set of patients, mm -hmm. even if you have a vaccine, when you we have a vaccine. Um, it's going, it might not be, you know, a, a vaccine that works on everyone and, and you, you may, um, and, and, and how that winds up getting kind of rolled out. Uh, so I, I do think, uh, and same with diagnostic testing, I think there's going to be different diagnostics that are going to be relevant at different uh, time points during, uh, during the disease, uh, you know, et cetera, and different use cases. Um, but I do think overall, um, you know, I mentioned this, story, uh, this is, this should be like a Manhattan project. Um, you know, this is, this is, uh, make no mistake about it. I mean, this is, this is a war. It's just a different kind of war. And, you know, some of the best um, innovations and discoveries have come out of wartime. And, 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 you know, and I, I don't mean that to be a politically fraught comment. I'm just saying like, we need to throw everything we have at it. So the amount of kind of resources and collaboration and speed and really urgency, I should say that's, kind of necessary to go and uh, combat this virus is, is what's going to be necessary. And so you have seen at, at a certain level of collaboration within industry, but it's not just industry. You're going to need kind of private, private um, public partnerships. I mean, you're seeing already, you know, BARDA has funded, uh, you know, really, really big, uh, you know, potential opportunities with kind of Moderna in, in a vaccine approach and, and, and Janssen or J&J with their vaccine approach. Um, you're, you're certainly looking at, um, um, 
you know, the the the, the government um, looking to looking to come into play. But for example, if we need you know faster uh, sequencing, you know, getting getting you know the the the, the hardware providers together with with the diagnostic testing content, if that winds up being the route, there's a lot. At the, at the end of the day, you're gonna again. I let the data come out, uh, and when the data comes out, and then whatever's needed mm-hmm. needs to be kind of contributed from um, from from the public and private sectors to go in and and, and you know attack this attack this virus and, and come yeah. up with a solution. Yeah. So in between your um, driving around the iChad, whatever the thing you were talking about with your team, motivating your team, going on conference calls, I'm sure your calendar is just as busy, if not more than ever before. Um, I'm curious if you're finding time to connect with friends, like what's the most common question people are asking you? Because you're kind of like, at least with our group, I'm like, what does Chatty think? Like, you know, are people asking ridiculous <laughs> questions? And and if so, like, I uh, mean, know. what what are you getting asked? Like, yeah. what, what feels weird right now? Anything that people are asking well, you? You know, it, it's funny, hey, Sean. As you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I. Fortunately, I'm in the middle of a lot of this, but you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the non-scientific brother, so I, I do, I, you know, I, I do a lot of the asking of the questions to, 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 to my brother uh, yeah. and, and a lot of other um, smart people that I'm fortunate to be in conversation with to be able yeah. to kind of formulate opinions. But you know, I get asked all the time. How long, how long do you think it's going to last? When are we going to have a vaccine? When are yeah. we going to have a therapy? You know, can we get back to work? And, you know, I, you know, I, a lot of what I said today is, you know, I, it's, it's, it's answer, current, like, it's you know, current we're not going to, we're not going to have yeah. a therapy. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to have a therapy vaccine for a while. Um, yeah. The way we get back is to have better standardized and better access to testing. Uh, yeah. And then also be able to kind of track and trace, track and trace those testing. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, like I've got a virtual poker game. David would be happy to <laughs> oh, know on, on uh, Thursday, Thursday night that I was uh, invited to, and and you know, yeah. got a chance to catch up with some high school friends and and college friends that I haven't talked to in a while. And, yeah, uh, you asked earlier, I never got a chance to answer, but definitely getting some good family time in and doing some things. Like, look, let's just be honest, we've got um, you know, teenage kids. It's not like it's all hunky dory and they're loving it. On the other hand, we're getting some opportunities. I'm getting some opportunities to do things with them um, that I haven't. Uh, oh yeah. You well, you get to be with them instead of having them try to ditch yeah. you. Right. I mean, my kids are like normally yeah. like peace out and I'm like, you're staying in and now they have to stay in. So I'm sure you're having tons <laughs> of fun. Chrissy said you guys had like family movie night in bed. And I'm like, those are the memories you can't get back. Like we don't have that much longer with them. So I think it's great. And, you know, people are definitely, um, the reason why I asked is because, you know, I feel like people are feeling cooped up and you are right on the front lines. Like we talked about, you're getting it done and you're contributing. Other people don't know how to contribute. Is there any, um, anything that we can do as kind of um, civilians <laughs> to give back or to help your progress in this? Oh yeah, th- thanks. I mean, we, uh, we, we have a, uh, a, a trial starting Friday, it'll be uh, highly publicized um, called Immune Race. And, and one of the things, well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you can't contribute because it would mean you had, uh, uh, had contracted the virus. But, but for, for the folks out there um, who have uh, you know, tested positive for COVID-19, um, you know, from, from, a, from a swab, you know, w- both of these strategies um, with diagnostic strategy with Microsoft and the therapeutic strategy with Amgen, you know, we're, co- we're collecting samples. There'll be a lot of information on it. We will 
uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send out um, and publicize on, on Friday as to how people can participate mm -hmm. to, to, to help us out. I mean, because this, when you're talking about getting back to work, if we can develop a, um, you know, a better diagnostic and, and, you know, down the road, a, uh, you know, a therapeutic that works, I mean, these, these, this is going to be, you know, hope, you know, hopefully we're, you know, not, not the only ones, but if we're part of the, part of that solution and, 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 you know, folks in the community can help by, um, you know, if you were, unfortunately, if you contracted the virus and, and want to help, you know, you can be helpful with your, yeah. your bio specimen, your blood. I think people absolutely would want to do that because it's like, um, makes them feel a little bit more in control and a little bit more, um, like it, it happened for a reason. Like if I can contribute to the greater good of society in right. some way to move this thing forward. So it's just people who have contracted. It's not people who have been exposed or is it both? Um, kind of actually, like, yeah, there, there is, uh, yeah. So th there is a, uh, a trial, um, one arm of the trial is folks that have been exposed, um, you know, as well. So yeah. Th th well, I think you'll get a lot of again, yeah. Um, so, you know, um, I talked a little bit about in the beginning, um, your ability to build relationships, but also I know that you uh, take great pride in um, leading your team as far as building a great culture. And I've seen it firsthand. I mean, the energy in your firm is just contagious. Um, has that been a struggle for you? Like you talked about this iChad, uh, which I love, but um, how have you been able to, how have like systems been able to be helpful to you? Like what can I take away and learn from ways that you've put together, um, you know, ways to stay connected and, and how do you get people onboarded right now and all these kind of challenges that we all face as CEOs? Yeah, well, first of all, my, our PACT, which is our branded people and culture team has been really phenomenal during, during this time, um, you know, has moved to, we go these virtual onboarding programs, which has been fantastic. Um, the level, um, you know, the, and they're part of this kind of COVID-19 response, the level mm -hmm. of kind of safety and, and measures and communications that they're putting in place um, to, uh, to really make sure that everyone, first and foremost, operates in a safe environment. Uh, and then number two, the communications around it and making sure that everyone knows, um, knows what we're doing and why we're doing certain things is, is been really important. And then having touch points where, um, you know, different executives are, are, are communicating has been, has been really important. And then, you know, a bunch of, you know, you know, there's been, um, we, we have a bunch of different fun stuff that's going on to you know, promote culture, which is. I want to hear about um, the fun stuff. We're doing some fun. Yeah, we have okay. trivia night on it, Thursday night. Someone else is driving yeah, it, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In addition to like the virtual happy hours, um, we have, uh, a forum called the Genius Among Us, uh, and and a different person, um, you know, uh, signs up to be able to present, you know, a topic, you know, such as, you know, we've we've yeah. got we've got we've got a uh, pretty uh, pretty scientific. Uh, well, you were doing that kind of thing. Like, you were doing that before, weren't yeah. you? Like something. Um, are, so is this like all subjects, or just your scientific kind of biotech related subjects? No, no. It's Could any, it be like I'm how to brew beer? Name a few. And then, yes, actually, that was that was one of them. I mean, there's oh. uh, how to brew beer. There was, um, you know, how to navigate, you know, Disneyland in the most effective way. Oh, that's way. so was, awesome. You know, I want to incorporate that. Did, did chess, uh, how to, one person taught chess, one one person taught, like, how to play Dungeons and Dragons, you know. Again, you got to mention nerds. A little bit of a scientific culture here. Gotta, we got to, Sorry, we got to, no offense to the nerds. Awesome, we love you. Awesome we love nerds. you. Thank you, awesome, nerds. Awesome, <laughs> awesome nerds. Um, and you then, can't do uh, your virtual volleyball. 
there's a lot of different ways to do like high fives, like to be able to like, you know, shout out and compliment, you know, folks. But the, the one obvious thing, which we're doing right now is um, you, we're promoting doing video calls. Like, yes. so like there is, uh, you know, we, you know, I do calls all day long. I do a lot of them by video just so people, I can see people, people can see yeah. me. And, and it just, there is, there is that connectivity um, that comes with, you know, vi- visualization um, yeah. that is above and beyond um, just, just having a, uh, a conference call. And we're getting, people are getting a lot better at it, right? Oh, so, people are getting better at it. Know. I do need to figure out, like you said, how to get the words on the screen. So I'm not look, looking up and down. You'll teach me that after we get off because that's next level for me. <laughs> and then I do have my cool backgrounds versus my weird, like I need a piece of art back here, but you're in your kitchen. I, I, you got a well-behaved family. My family would be all over me if I was in my kitchen. But it's it's a nice yeah, background. My, uh, I like it. Yeah, this, this, I like this, that this one. Is, this is my corporate. This is my That's corporate. That's the corporate. One. Uh, I'll show you the. I'll show you the one that I would like. Oops. Hold on. Sean, I might have lost you here. Oh yeah, now are you seeing me? Yeah, you. That was you. I just, just for the record. That was me. That, that was, was me. me. It, when I, I went to the beach, okay. I got unmuted on purpose so I could just chill at the beach. So now I'm at the beach, okay, which I really good. like. Don't right, you think good. that's kind of cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it look more realistic. Awesome. I'm like, I'm at the beach. Look, chatty. Okay. Well, this was super fun. Um, I want to do it like every day because I really miss you guys. But also, uh, I feel like you're moving at lightning speed, and I love following Adaptive and all the exciting news and. For all of our sakes, I hope that it continues to happen and um, you continue to make the incredible progress. I'm super proud of all the work that you're doing, for real. Thanks, Anna. Appreciate you having me and uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the What Fuels You podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and episodes. You can also contact us at podcast at fueltalent.com to provide feedback, ask questions, and share topics or guests you would like us to cover in the future. We hope you feel inspired by our guests and that we have helped fuel your day. Join us next time for another episode of What Fuels You.